This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. If you've been looking at your 401k or other investments and you like what you see, that's really great. You've ridden the market up, but you probably don't want to write it back down. So if you want to protect those gains, this is a show you need to listen to. And our number, 937-552-9990, is the phone call you need to make. So today is our monthly edition of Bulls, Bears, and the Stock Market Roller Coaster. We're going to talk about recent financial markets, behavior, and performance. We're going to put a historical perspective on those events and give our thoughts on what might lie ahead. So joining me in the studio today is Lori Gross, the investment advisor representative and fiduciary leading our Troy office. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. And rounding our our panel this morning is our good friend, our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob and Lori. I am doing great. If you can't tell, I'm excited. I'm alive and awake today, ready for the show, and I've had a crazy week with my family and work. It's been a good one, though. How about you, Rob? What have you been up to? Well, we uh, recently had uh, Thanksgiving, had a lot of family members together, and we do a non-traditional Thanksgiving in that we make it a Texas barbecue Thanksgiving. So we had brisket and pulled pork and jalapeno sausage and smoked turkey. Wow. And all the good. fixings. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Well, uh, that's not your traditional Thanksgiving meal. We had all the traditional desserts, though. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, we okay. probably ate a good. little too much. Yeah, we, we, we got all that stuff. We weren't going to give up totally on the tradition. But right. uh, this way, you know, traditionally, a lot of people have turkey at Thanksgiving, then turkey at Christmas. This allows us to only have to deal with turkey leftovers once. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, my family always does turkey at Thanksgiving and ham at Christmas. Um, not that I'm a huge fan of the of the cooked sliced ham, but yeah, uh, it's okay. It's food, uh, so you'll yeah, eat it, right? Yeah, that's uh, a lot of people don't want to have to deal with so much turkey. We're still eating. Our leftovers, are they lasted a few days. So um, we're done with turkey, finally, at our house. <laughs> it was a lot. Let me just put it that way. How about you, Lori? Did you enjoy your holiday and your time with your family? I did. <clears throat> you know, I, I had taken Wednesday off uh, from work and spent some time at, at home baking and getting things ready. And it's funny because my, my younger brother stopped by the house because he had to pick something up and walks into my kitchen and he looks around and he's like, okay, where's the where's the pumpkin cheesecake? And I'm oh, like, gee- <laughs> um, it's not done yet. And he's like, why not? <laughs> and I'm like, because it's not Thanksgiving yet. Get out of my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's fun. Well, uh, family, uh, what, what yeah. are you going to do? So uh, today, uh, once a month, Rob, I know you like to uh, have Lori and I join you in a conversation about the stock market and what the markets are doing. And I always look forward to this one because it is interesting. And it's hard to believe this year is almost over. 
Uh, obviously, the markets are still pretty good, but of course, they remain unpredictable. Uh, we had some volatility over the year, uh, and you're always reminding us uh, to be careful, right? Absolutely, Tony. And the markets are unpredictable. And the good news is volatility was very tame in November. And we've talked often about the volatility index, the VIX. And over the last month, it's ranged from 11.54 to 13.22. Now, that means nothing until you put it in context. The context is the long-term historical average for the VIX is 20. So November was a very smooth ride. You, you probably liked it a lot, Tony. Not a lot of bumps, just very, very uh, growing market. Just a nice time to be in, just bask in the glow of it. Unfortunately, it's not the time to come complacent about it. We've got a presidential election less than a year away. We've got a Congress focused on investigations rather than passing market-friendly legislation. And the upcoming British elections are going to have a direct impact on Great Britain's exit from the European Union. We've still got trade tensions with China. And add to it the recent evolving pro-democracy movement in Hong Kong. That's still going to have an impact on market forces and the behavior of companies with significant exposure to Chinese goods and services. The trade negotiation with China, they've been off and on. We're going to talk more about that later in the show. And the Federal Reserve has signaled we've probably had the last interest rate reduction for the near future. Political theater is alive and well in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Theater is what it is, definitely. That's exactly what it is. And there's some new acts in the announcement of the formal impeachment inquiry by the House. Uh, the anticipated release next week of the additional reports by the Department of Justice Inspector General and the other federal prosecutors regarding the 2016 presidential election. We are living the Chinese curse. We are living in interesting times. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the trade wars, and the trade wars might be expanding too now uh, to a couple of other countries with steel. So uh, there's a lot in the news uh, that can scare people. And of course, the news is always hyping it up like it's you know, uh, they, they sell fear. That's what sells ad time. So, uh, but there is a lot going on. So much to talk about. So little time. So, Lori, where do we start with all this? Well, Tony, we need to probably start with a brief overview of the market's performance for November. And, you know, we, we've been enjoying a positive stock market, and that momentum continued throughout the month you know, as economic and earnings news advanced equity prices to multiple all-time record high levels. And as always, you know, some individual companies exceeded earnings expectations and others fell short. But overall, the, the good news regarding company earnings and economic data outweighed the bad, which, uh, you know, allowing major stock indexes to move higher. And the bond market, we don't want to forget that one here, it experienced a sideways month as interest rates initially moved higher and then came back to levels slightly above where the month had started. Well, I've been liking what the market's done for my personal retirement plan recently. I mean, the economy appears to be cruising along. It's in good shape. Uh, where is this strength of our economy coming from? Well, the U.S. economy is, is deriving its strength from the consumer and the service sectors, while manufacturing sector has been a drag on growth. And the good news here is that 
most U.S. companies provide services rather than manufacture products. So retail sales exceeded gains forecasted by economists in October, according to the Department of Commerce. And the, the consumer is, is employed and continues to spend money. And the economy added 128,000 jobs in October, which far surpassed the 85,000 expected. And unemployment ticked up to 3.6, reflecting more people entering the job market. Um, existing home sales improved and building permits for new homes are at highest levels since 2007. Wow. Uh, what a difference a year makes. This time last year, the stock market was in the middle of a really painful fourth quarter correction. So what changed? Well, Tony, the Federal Reserve announced in early 2019 a shift on the monetary policy. The combination of lower stock prices and a new Fed outlook set the stage for this really gangbuster 2019 that nobody really saw at the beginning of the year. The 2019 rally continued in November as the major stock market averages closed about 4% higher, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average reached and closed the month above 28,000 for the first time. Unfortunately, international stocks didn't keep pace with the rally in U.S. stock markets in November. Well, the S&P 500 closed at new record highs 12 times over the course of November in 2019. Uh, stock valuations are typically measured by price to earnings, that's the PE ratios. And these ratios now show US stocks trading at 18 times forward earnings, which are at the upper end of recent ranges. And this means that stocks are somewhat expensive on a relative basis. This may set the stage for a future 5 to 10% price correction, which, if it happens, should not surprise investors. Remember, stocks appreciate over time, but they do not go up all the time. We still believe the U.S. stock market uh, is in the middle of a, a secular bull market, so maintain a long-term focus. So the stock market has been on fire, uh, but what about the other side of the market coin? How, how are bonds doing? Well, Tony, the bond market settled into a period of interest rate equilibrium. The Federal Reserve implemented its third and likely final 25 basis point rate cut for this year in late October. The new federal fund rate of 1.5 to 1.75 percent is likely to hold well into 2020 as the Fed closely monitors economic activity. Any future rate moves by the Federal Reserve will be quote unquote data dependent. The Fed's three rate cuts this year have removed the near-term threat of an inverted yield curve. That's typically one of the indicators of uh, recessions around the corner. The slope of the yield curve is now positive, and a trading range for the rates has now been established. The 10-year Treasury, which is the one most people look at, finished the month yielding at 1.78%. That's up nine basis points for the month and 16 basis points below the highest monthly close of 1.94% on November 8th. Well, and it's been a great year for investors with all asset classes showing significant year-to-date gains entering the final month of 2019. At these new record levels, it's time for investors to seriously think about a strategy for managing portfolio success. Uh, a time-tested tool which guides you to buy low and sell high over time is systematic portfolio rebalancing. And the main advantages to regularly rebalancing your portfolio are that rebalancing stabilizes the risk level of your portfolio over time, creating a non-emotional process for selling the stronger performing asset class and buying the weaker performing one. Making the decision to go to cash is eliminated, thus keeping your diversified portfolio fully invested over time. And rebalancing provides a, a psychological satisfaction of taking action in a measured way. 
systematically rebalancing your investment portfolio is, is a powerful tool that puts you in the driver's seat and keeps the market noise in the back seat. We're less than a year away from the 2020 presidential election, and uh, we're getting an increasing amount of news regarding issues as the candidates uh, take stances on different hot button, hot button topics, I should say. And that generally leads to a lot of concern from investors regarding the probability of one candidate or another winning uh, and the impact that could make on the market. So, so what are your thoughts on all this, Rob? Tony, politics do have an impact on the psyche of investors. Uh, SPDR America's Research published a survey and analysis of major investment concerns at the end of this last October. The top three concerns were, and this is in order of concern, U.S. political uncertainty ahead of the 2020 elections. Second was U.S.-China trade tensions. And third was fear of a global economic recession. So with a constant flood of news cycle data points for the candidates, uh, each one coming out with a new proposal trying to outdo the other, it's really getting uh, quite interesting to watch. And the large differential of positioning on those issues between the two primary parties, this angst with the investors have is really not terribly surprising. Issues like healthcare, taxes, and trade relations are all political topics that create consternation for investors who are saving for retirement, as well as those already in retirement. Well, those are certainly uh, important issues, and they are of concern to me, and I'm sure others. I wonder how many 401ks and how my 401k is going to be impacted by all this. Uh, what do I need to do to position my portfolio then for the election? Well, we certainly understand that these topics create a lot of questions, and we're frequently asked um, how we're positioned for the election. And our answer, answer is simple and consistent. We believe that politics and portfolios don't mix. Making an accurate election call is, is hard to do and, and not something that we try to forecast. Predicting the market's reaction to these events is equally hard to do, and we believe investment plans outlive political actions. So, you know, markets are adaptable and can work regardless of who's in office. Here's an example for you, Tony. The New York Times reported just before the 2016 election, all the forecasts heavily favored the Democratic candidate to win. I mean, it was 78% to 95% if you went across the board. It was almost a done deal. Now, it didn't go down that way. So the results overall in President Trump's election demonstrated even professional political strategists have a difficult time with accurate predictions on elections. Secondly, let's look back at the 2008 election. It also provides a glimpse of the difficulty of assessing long-term stock market performance by a new entrant into the White House. The S&P 500 was down 5.3% on the day after President Barack Obama's election. However, the S&P went on to return over 140% during the length of President Obama's time in office. And over time, the stock market can work regardless of who's in the White House. Volatility and corrections happen to both Democrats and Republicans, but the stock market has risen with both parties as well. Wow, okay. So obviously this is uh, important to, with all the media attention to the election and the pundits. Talking about these dire consequences, depending on who wins the election, what should the average investor focus on? Though, As you've told us before, even Warren Buffett can't predict where the markets will go at any particular time. Do we ignore all this uh, political talk in the political world when working with our retirement plan and investment portfolios? 
It's a part of the equation, Tony. We monitor trends in politics to try to understand what's happening. But our primary focus is on the fundamentals of the market. These fundamental drivers are the health of the economy, the health of companies within those economies, and and the valuation or, or what we're paying of various asset classes. These factors tend to have much greater influences on long-term market trends and are better predictors of performance. And there, there's no doubt that political rhetoric will only increase over the next year and that news will create short-term volatility, but our recommendation is to keep politics and portfolios separate and to stay invested in a plan that fits your personal objectives and aligns with your risk profile and time horizon. Wow. Okay. So this is a good conversation to have. Is there anything else either of you want to add before we take another short break though? Well, Tony, there's a lot going on in the markets. I think as we've seen, uh, the good news is you don't have to do it alone. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 to get your complimentary and personalized portfolio analysis review. Schedule your own one hour, no cost and no obligation consultation to go over your results and get your questions answered. Rob, don't forget to mention to everybody that we do have an educational event coming up this Tuesday evening, the 10th at lunch at four main in downtown Troy. We're going to be speaking with people about RMDs requirements and upcoming tax issues and a lot of things that they're going to need to know going into retirement. Uh, The event starts at six o'clock at lunch for best seating, get there by five 30. And the show will take about an hour, and then we'll have a great Italian buffet afterwards. All right. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more on this topic here on Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. Retirement is more than newly discovered free time. It is also a time to reflect on how you will be remembered. Many people want to leave a legacy whether they want to be remembered for an action, deed, or provision put in place for generations to come. Regardless of what your legacy goals are, it is important to make the proper arrangements now. Call Outlook Financial Center to find out how you can structure your retirement savings to help increase the value of your estate and create a legacy you want to leave. At Outlook Financial Center, our team can help you protect your legacy for loved ones, provide benefits for charities, and avoid excessive tax burdens. Call us at 937 552-9990 for your legacy planning needs. We will provide you a complimentary retirement income toolkit just for calling. Visit us at outlookfc.com to learn more. That number again is 937-552-9990. And welcome back to the final segment for this episode of Financial Wellness Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, along with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. And so far on the show, it's been a good one. We've packed in a lot of information already. Uh, You guys have talked about the recent results and historical market perspective uh, for 2019 so far. Top investor uh, investment concerns and investor concerns as we head toward that 2020 election and the impact of politics and the markets from a historical perspective. This is all very good. And with the end of the year fast approaching, I know many investors are wondering, what factors might affect the market before the year's end and what they can expect next year, what should we be keeping an eye on in 2020? That's a great question, Tony. Uh, No one invests in a vacuum or a vacuum cleaner, depending (laughs) on the case, how that works. 
So these investments are affected by a plethora of volatile factors over which you have little or no control, such as inflation, political upheaval, unemployment rates, and positive or negative financial news. So here's some of the factors we're monitoring. The first is a positive or negative surprise on trade. A few weeks ago, the markets cheered the announcement of a potential phase one of a trade deal between the U.S. and China. It appeared as though China was going to agree to new commitments on intellectual property protections, issues related to technology transfer, and further liberalization of its markets and a substantial increase in agricultural purchases. Well, and fast forward to today, and most of that optimism has faded. That false positive and topsy-turvy nature of these trade negotiations should surprise no one at this point. And markets don't seem to uh, be pressured by recent reports that the talks are fizzling. China has invited American trade negotiators back to Beijing for another round of face-to-face talks. But... Top American officials are reluctant to make that trip without firm commitments that China will follow through on phase one terms. And meanwhile, President Trump has threatened to raise tariffs even further if China fails to meet U.S. demands. So in short, Tony, the trade deal is set up now in such a way that, in our view, the market has priced in gridlock. If the back and forth continues with no deal, we don't think the market is going to be overly affected. But the factor to watch between now and the end of the year is whether we'll be delivered a huge breakthrough with a signed deal, that would be a positive surprise, or a total collapse of the talks where the two sides enter a essentially a cold war uh, for trade, and that would be the negative surprise. In either outcome, the market's going to respond accordingly. Well, it sounds like trade tensions with China is still a wild card. We We're still not sure what's going on with that trade war. What's another factor we should be paying attention to? Well, Tony, I would encourage you to keep an eye on the upcoming British elections. Mark your calendar for Thursday, December 12th. That's when 46 million voters in the United Kingdom will have the option of heading to the polls to vote for their area's member of parliament, or MP. The Conservative Party, currently led by Prime Minister Boris Johnson, is hoping that they can increase the number of MPs to pass laws more easily. And, you know, they currently hold 298 seats and they need 326 total to have a majority. And the British Parliament is interesting. If you don't have that majority, then you have to form a coalition to form a government. It's very, very different from what we have here. We elect a president. He creates an administration. He tries to get it staffed. Some of the folks have to be approved by the Senate. But it isn't a horse trade to find out that, okay, the Republicans didn't have enough people to go form a government, so they have to uh, ally with the Green Party to make sure they have control over the Democrats. It just doesn't work that way here. So it's a very interesting dynamic, and I encourage people to get, keep an eye on it. And this vote is crucial because it could very well seal the Brexit's fate, Great Britain's exit from the European Union. If conservatives gain a majority in the House of Commons and form a government on their own, the likelihood of a hard Brexit increases significantly. Hard Brexit is no deal. They just get out and it's every man for themselves. Leaving the European Union without a deal in place, that distinct possibility is going to frighten a lot of folks in the markets. On the other hand, if the Labor Party picks up more seats, it may serve as an indication that the electorate has concerns about Brexit, which would give way to what we're calling the soft Brexit, which means we have to have a deal and a roadmap in place before the exit occurs. Wow. Okay. So I think that's really, really good. It's an important point to note. Uh, We do need to look at the British elections as well as our own then, right? In this case, that's the answer is yes. 
how Great Britain leaves the European Union is going to have a major and direct impact on the European economy, international trade deals, and other policies and agreements countries can make with individual countries. All right. So what else should we be looking at as we approach Christmas and the holiday shopping season? Well, that's a good question, Tony. You know, holiday retail sales activity will be important as usual, and consumer spending is a key driver of growth in the U.S. economy. It follows that 2019 is shaping up uh, to be the most critical holiday shopping season of this 10 plus year economic expansion. Will the U.S. consumer continue spending at a healthy clip or will we see a front and center indication that the consumer is running out of steam? The numbers in December will matter. Early indicators of consumer health are positive. Consumer confidence is rebounding ahead of holiday shopping season and retail sales are coming off of a uh, plus 0.3% month over month uptick. Data also indicates that shoppers are expected to increase spending by 5% over last year's figures, with over 50% of all holiday shopping expected to take place online this year. And the job market's a key driver of consumer spending and continues to hold its own with a steady job growth as well. Companies of all sizes, however, are starting to reveal concern over that lack of qualified workers out there. Wow. Okay. So obviously it's important. There's a lot of factors here that play into it, Uh, but the economy has been growing and that is a a good sign. So I I think we can rest assured in that. Uh, But, you know, we do have the doom and gloom. The sky is falling coming from the talking heads and the media and and from a lot of different sources, but yet uh, stocks are setting records. Our economy is strong. So those are good indicators. Um, Now, unfortunately, our time is almost up for this week's show. Rob, do you have any additional information you want to share with us before we go today? We hope our writing the stock market roller coaster conversation was educational and provided answers to questions our listeners were wondering about. But now it's time to do something. You need to take some action with what you've learned today. Take one or two things. Make a phone call. Call us 937-552-9990. Let us get you started on that road by offering a complimentary and personalized portfolio analysis review. Remember, if you don't take action, procrastination is not going to get you any closer to your financial goals. Schedule that one hour, no cost and no obligation consultation. Let us go over the results of your analysis and answer your other questions. Take a look at all the educational resources on our website and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. And go to the website to the radio page take a look at this broadcast listen to it again if you think you need to and look at some of the other broadcasts to start broadening your uh, understanding of what the markets are going to do and and things are going to impact your retirement planning you can subscribe to our show on the podcast on itunes google play and spotify the goal have tony for all of our clients still remains the same we want everyone to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired All right, and that concludes our time for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with our hosts, Ron Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com.
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.